0: The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct, consistency, creativity, culture. On today's What If episode, Andrew and myself take a look at Super Bowl Forty Nine and what might have happened. For the Seattle Seahawks had Pete Carroll call a run to Marshawn Lynch in the final moments of the game. What does it mean for Pete Carroll's legacy? The Seahawks, Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch, MVP. We're going to discuss it right here. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Matt Johnson, and this is the Two Point Conversation. Welcome, Andrew. Thank you for joining me, as always, for our What If Mondays, my friend. How are you?
1: I'm doing wonderful. This is uh, definitely an interesting topic. It's, uh, it, it's funny that when you sent this to me, I was watching uh, the first episode of Man in the Arena with Tom Brady.
0: I got to watch that yet.
1: Yeah, my my wife said put on a 30 for 30 or something, so that's what uh we started down that path i've watched them all but it's it's very interesting and this is a variant i at first i was like eh, and then i was like yeah you know what after watching those i i think there's a lot not so much to dig into but there's a lot of different things
0: there's a reverberating effect i feel there's, there's a lot. I think it's a, it's more of a long term thing. Short term, yeah, cool. You win the Super Bowl, but long term, I think there's a lot of issues that uh, that that certainly stem from this. Uh, before we get into the meat and potatoes, the bulk of this episode, I did want to uh, offer condolences to the family of Dwayne Haskins, who tragically passed away Saturday morning. He was uh, uh, we're not entirely sure the full story, the reasoning why, but he was struck by a car early morning Saturday. And, uh, yeah, it just, it's, I'm, I was like tearing up, like reading it and, uh, you know, it's not like, like Dwayne Haskins was like never a favorite player of mine. You, you know, it was never like that, but it's just, it's just empathy for the loss of life. And so young, he was less than a month away from turning 25 years old. He was down in Florida training with the, uh, Several of the Pittsburgh quarterbacks, I believe Mason Rudolph, I think Mitch Trubisky organized it down there. Uh, a lot of the Pittsburgh Steelers were down there hanging out and just trying to uh, make this thing work. And that unfortunately happened. It's It made the waves pretty quickly. There's a lot of very shit takes from, uh, you know, from cr- credible. And I quote, obviously, credible. Um, names within football reporting, Adam Schefter, Gil Brandt said some really, just the way that they worded, the way that Schefter worded his first report was, uh, you know, just, it was uncalled gross for? and weird and uncalled for, uh, I'm not a big cancel culture guy. And then Gil Brandt, just the, the things that he said, that, it, it, yeah. it, it, that was terrible. That was just, that was it made me sick and the apology made me even sicker, but, um, we did want to offer condolences to the Haskins family. Sorry to out- start this episode off on a very somber note, but I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to not acknowledge Dwayne Haskins and, uh, you know, his life it's whether he's a football player or not. Death is tragic. The death of young people is tragic and, uh, yeah, we're very, we're very sorry to see that this had happened. And, you know, I just wish I wasn't discussing it this morning. Um, But yes, on that note, uh, Seattle Seahawks, Marshawn Lynch. Oh, boy. My favorite video clip, my favorite, like, lasting image of this isn't the interception. It's not the interception. It's Marshawn Lynch on the sidelines uh, laughing, shaking his head and turning around, you know, turning around, looking the other way. I think that's been the lasting image of this for a for a long time for me, because Marshawn was having the year of his career or year of his life, a career year, the year of his career, a career year that year. And he was notorious for his one, his one worded interviews, his one phrase interviews. This was the year, and this is a, a lot of people believe that, um, you know, it's some kind of inside job to sabotage, like, it, and this is like conspiracy theories, but it wouldn't surprise me. It was some kind of inside job, uh, so Marshawn didn't get MVP after the way he, he was, you know, after the way he was treating the media, so to speak. Um, it there's a lot of rumors, myth- mythology, <laughs> so to speak, about that. I always wondered if it was true, and it just seems it seems weird because, I mean, Marshawn never really he played I think one, one more full season. He played for like a couple weeks, uh, a couple seasons later, or two seasons later. Actually, what was it? Twenty eighteen. It was like 2018, 2019. Very random. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a very strange. I understood the decision from a schematics, from a game scripting point, but the one variable in there is that it's Marshawn Lynch.
1: You know what it reminds me of? And now that I'm thinking about this to give it a pop culture (laughs) reference. Have you ever seen the princess bride? Yes. And this is what I felt this move was. Uh, What's Wallace Shaw's character, Vince, Vince Vincey or something like that. When he finally meets Wesley And they're doing the cups to see which cup has poison in it, and it just seems like Wallace Shaw's character completely overthinks the situation. He like he, I feel like P. Carroll just wanted to outsmart Belichick because I think in an underlining way, P. Carroll was. Pete Carroll's not my favorite person in the world. He has not been my favorite person in the world since I was like eight years old. Okay. So I've had disgust for him, but I feel like this was, he was trying to outsmart Belichick to say to Robert Kraft going, cool, you got all these super bowls, but I outsmarted the guy that you hired after me, after you fired me. And I think that's the way it was, was if I, if I choose this cup, it, I, I think the poison's in this cup, but you know what? I'm going to go with this cup because the poison's in there. But then also I should go back to this cup because the poison's in there. And that's what this whole thing reminds me of is just that one big trying to guessing game and Pete Carroll trying to outsmart Belichick and it backfired. Tragically. Absolutely. Yes. Tragically. And, and also it was a great The I think the last season in the league when they did this on the beach, Taco and Marshawn, Kevin wants a beer, and he's like, "Hey!" And Kevin's far away, and he's like, "I'm just gonna throw it to him, Marshawn." And Marshawn's like, "No, man, it's like, it's like a yard away. I could run that. I could just run it to him." He's like, "No, no, he'll be okay." And then. Taco ends up throwing Kevin the beer and Kevin falls into the grill and sets himself on fire. (laughs) So there's so many different things, but that's what I got out of it is Pete Carroll trying to outsmart Belichick. Right. Which some people have, but not many have.
0: No. yeah, And ever since then, I've really viewed Pete Carroll at a different light, right? Like I've always... Pete Carroll's been the guy who's always outcoached himself. Yes. Like, and I've, I've especially noticed that since then, and, and every time I see reverberating things, I mean, these early exits, you know, in the playoffs, they've, you know, I don't think they've, they haven't been past the divisional round since that year. And they've been in the playoffs all but two seasons. I think since that 2014, 15 playoff run, uh, to my understanding, I think they barely missed it in 20, 2018. One of those years, they barely missed it. I think they finished like eight and eight, nine and seven and just missed the cut. And then last year, obviously, was a horrendous year uh, for them. And, uh, you know, the the whole thing is changing. But the first thing I mean, the first thing that that changes is, is, you know, is Marshawn Lynch is is Super Bowl MVP. I think it hands down goes that way. Uh, You store you score the game winning touchdown and. You're, you're a golden goose, right? You're, you scored a game-winning touchdown. Let me try and find the stats.
1: Here he, a had more, a, he had 102 yards on 24 carries. He did have a, a rushing touchdown in the game. Uh, one catch for 31 yards.
0: Right. So he probably would have been, he probably would have been MVP. All right. Russ didn't have a great game. Oh, it was okay. 12 of 21, yeah. 247 yards, two touchdowns, on INT. Patriots I think defense is pretty good back then, but it's for a second year quarterback. No, this, sorry. This is a third year. Russell Wilson. Uh Not too, I mean, not terrible, but could be always be a lot better.
1: Yeah, it's what you expect out of a typical Russell, Russell Wilson game at this point in time. I don't yeah. think Russell Wilson was quite Russell let Wilson. Russell cook <laughs> Russell Wilson. I think this was defense this is more this is still what legion of boom yeah. and ground and pound with Marchand. Uh Marshawn definitely in my mind wins the mvp uh he definitely is looked in a completely different light if you know he runs it gets in there's a damn good chance he's getting in so also, yeah, it was
0: only second down too, which drives me nuts. Like it, dry. It literally drives me insane that they, um, oh. that that you know, that they didn't even try. They they didn't even like, <laughs> right? It, it was he got a he got a four yard run on the first play, and then the on uh, first down and the second yard, the second down they they threw that pass. He didn't even get a. He didn't even get a goal line look.
1: Yeah, I could see maybe if it was like you said if it was third down, but if it was second down, why would you you have like the human battering ram right there? Yeah. <clears throat> just just run it.
0: Right, absolutely. So, I we're both in agreement that MVP Marshawn Lynch, most Yeah,
1: 100 yeah, definitely probably most likely 100%. He's getting it. Could you figure he gets another touchdown? the game-winning touchdown. He scores two touchdowns.
0: Yeah. It's a, mean, it's a pretty gutsy, you know, pretty big Super Bowl performance. So, so yeah. So, Seattle, um, you know, Seattle gets two straight, which hadn't been done in, in a considerable amount of time, and Marshawn wins Super Bowl MVP. We're in with that. Uh, there's... I can't believe how far that the Seattle Seahawks fell off after that after that year. There was a lot there was a big confidence shakeup in that locker room. Cuz a year after like after that the legion of boom started disappearing one after another. Um some of the offensive pieces that you know had helped Russ get to that point had started disappearing one after another. Uh this moment this split second, this moment to, run, to throw the ball on second and one or whatever that, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like second and one or second and two. With 26 seconds left, Super Bowl on the line. I think it ended a dynasty before it even had a chance to really get off the ground.
1: Yeah. I, the way that I look at it is it, it, it exposed P. Carroll for what he was and it's kind of good that it did happen. Maybe sometimes guys should just stay in college. And I know, and you could almost put it in the same way as people talk about Belichick. What was Pete Carroll before before Russell Wilson came? Before the Legion of Boom? Go look at his records. He's not... That great of a guy or great of a coach. I don't know how he is as a guy, but I'm not going to attack his character. But no. I, I, don't, I, I just don't see it. Now all of a sudden he's great and he's everybody loves him. uh Let's see. Before he he's a seven and nine coach. All of a sudden in 2012 they get Russell Wilson they go eleven and five you know it makes the defense and i don't think he's sustaining at all and it's that's this would have masked a lot of his faults that people are looking at now with him right is that the, he's maybe too much of a players coach he might have a little bit too much say in things sometimes and the Seahawks were a mask of what they are, or, or, you know, this was just the mask and then it goes on to where Russell Wilson carries the team. Right. More so than anything else.
0: Yeah, that's, that's for sure. I mean, that's for sure. I think Carroll is cemented If he would, if they win that game, I think Carroll is cemented as a hall of fame coach. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's the case anymore. I, I don't I don't believe it's the case when guy when there's really, really good coaches who've bounced around um, the National Football League. Um, oh, Jesus. What's the he just passed away like last year. He bounced Schottenheimer? around Schottenheimer, like when Schottenheimer, you know, is a guy who's not in the he's like one of the winningest coaches of all time to never win a Super Bowl. Stuff like that. You know, I, I don't know if Carroll is a Hall of Fame head coach. And I that may be dramatic but his legacy it, since that 2013 Super Bowl win over the Broncos has largely been failure to win. You win regular season games, no doubt. He has some division yeah. titles. Yes, that's fine and fair. But Back? as far as, like, making a dent in what what's that?
1: Oh, I was going to say, he's only actually had, since this game, two division titles.
0: Is that it? Really?
1: 2016. Yeah, 2016 and 2020. Oh, yeah,
0: that makes every, it even worse.
1: Every other time he's been second in the NFC West,
0: that's right. They did win it and they got, yeah, they got bounced in the first round by that last year, 2020. Yeah, it's like a, they did win it and they got bounced in the first round by that back that
1: back John. Up. Wolford or something yeah I
0: think it's Wolford maybe I I don't know some backup the backup quarterback for the Rams because Jared Goff had a busted up hand that's yeah I don't think Pete Carroll has done enough to do a Hall of Fame coaching career right I mean he's not like if you were to take off your personal blinders
1: okay
0: um, (laughs) if you were to take off your personal blinders you know what has he truly? What has he truly done? He's won one Super Bowl, and I get it. Listen, guys like Marv Levy are in there. He's never won a suit. You know, he's never won a Super Bowl either. But he has some other accomplishments and such that that are going for him. Very long coaching reign, stuff like that. Um, but Pete Carroll, aside from one Super Bowl and two division titles since, uh, it's it's been a largely underwhelming run for him.
1: Oh all the way through, I just, uh, they couldn't find an offensive coordinator. They can't do, a, it doesn't seem like they can do anything. And if they, if they do win, you are looking at possible hall of fame. He's got two rings. If you have two rings, you're back pretty much. Back. Win.
0: I think he's, I think he's locked in at that point.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: I think a lot of the guys on that Seattle Seahawks team are locked in at that
1: point. I think, Russell is, he's already pretty much there, but he's cemented first ballot hall of famer.
0: Yeah. I think I, it's, I, f- it might be
1: Marshawn right now.
0: It, for Russ, it might be fringe first ballot, probably, probably eventual. It's hard to say. It's, it's hard to say really right now, statistically, for statistically, like he's never received or what, what's this thing like only one MVP vote or he's never had an MVP vote. Uh, It's one of those things I think Russell Wilson will be a hall of famer, but I'm not, I don't know about first ballot yet. He's certainly changed around their franchise. There's, there's no doubt about that, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's one of the, I think Russ is cemented. You get two rings there. Boom. You're in, you're a lot. You you, you've, you've, you've gone back to back. You've earned it. You deserve it. Uh, Marshawn. Yes. Marshawn is a hall of famer. I think at that point, if you win that, um, you know, I I don't know where Marshawn stands in the eyes of many people, and I know that the Hall of Fame is it's pretty media media driven, right? It's pre- it, the hall. Unfortunately, the Hall of Fames are very media driven, and right now Marshawn, I I don't know if Marshawn's a Hall of Famer, and you know if he is, are they gonna give him and an, you know the Iggy? They're gonna let him go for being difficult during media interviews from their perspective, much like a Barry Bonds type right? The, the, like Barry Bonds the, that's Barry. A, that's, a, that's a whole another I know it's a whole other mess but regardless uh, Bonds isn't in he did a lot for the game of baseball helped popularize it and he won't go in because of his difficulty with uh, mostly because of his difficulty with with media
1: I think maybe Richard Sherman's in there too. I want to say first ballad but he's not that guy where you're thinking maybe if he did a little bit more his maybe wouldn't we're not looking at him getting burned against the chiefs you know that is like one thing to be like yeah you know what it's a guy that it, it's in one of those ways where he's like he's got two super bowl rings you know he he lost a step other than look at that guy he talks too much and he just totally got burned
0: right yeah i mean it, richard sherman's body work is is not bad it's really 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 good for like a 3 4 year stretch period like it's elite level defensive back, you know, type for probably like a three to four year stretch. And uh, and after that, it's a lot of, you know, I guess in a way, mediocrity, uh, mediocrity or good play, good, solid play, but not quite lockdown guy like he, he once was. You could definitely tell when Richard Sherman knew he had slowed down because the trash talk just like plummeted, uh, plummeted, it, you know. Richard That's Sherman was fun as heck. I don't want to take that away from him, but, um, but I don't, uh, you know, I don't know now if if Sherman is a hall, has a hall of fame thing, you know, like a like you know what a, a resume close definitely not first ballot, definitely not first ballot, but uh, yeah, I don't know, I, I don't know, I th- I think that. It might have hurt. And some of these guys, a lot of these guys have failed to make the Super Bowl since Sherman did get to go back. But again, his most iconic memory of that game is getting burnt.
1: Do um, you think they make the moves that they made if they win this? Like uh, trading away a key centerpiece of your offensive line, Matt Unger for Jimmy Graham if, yeah, the, if yeah. they win the Super Bowl, the, the Jamal Adams trade. It seems to me those moves are, we're one piece away, even though they're not. So we're just going to trade away future assets to get us to that point. Right. I don't know if they trade for Jimmy Graham because now all of a sudden they're like, oh, now we need a guy that can catch the ball in the red zone. So we're going to trade away the centerpiece of our offensive line for jimmy graham who i believe really didn't didn't do anything
0: he hasn't done anything since right new orleans was his was his bread and butter that was his spot where he got like really good yeah okay
1: that's where he changed his profile to pass catcher because he wanted big wide receiver money (laughs) yeah look uh he's never he never had a thousand yards in seattle and the most touch he did have 10 touchdowns where i'm guessing it's red zone
0: yeah, that's but,
1: but the, I, I think those maybe don't come into play as much if they win. That's another aspect I was thinking of is these trades that came down the line for, like I said, Jimmy Graham, Jamal Adams. Could you imagine Russell Wilson with Max Unger, who is a damn good center? And what did they need all those years? And they traded away for a a, a tight end, right? You know, maybe it's a different story with that as well. They don't pull the trigger on these stupid trades and mortgage away a future.
0: Yeah, there's, I mean, there's that. I think they have a, you know, on top of, so we'll, we'll go in the in the, the reality of uh, the, the theme of rostering, roster building, roster maintaining. You know, you don't need... I don't I think it's easier to keep talent and right. You you don't you don't necessarily have to make trades and give up pieces for new pieces that there's no guarantee would, you know, are going to fit in your system are going to work. The Patriots dynasty, as well as like the 49ers dynasty, stuff like that. Those things grew because people willing to commit to winning championships, Dallas, even. Right. How long? Like, I know it's a little bit tougher in this day and age where some of these contracts are just uh, outrageous. Uh, but guys will take a team friendly deal if they, you know, if for those rings more often than not. All right. Sorry, I'm bringing up listeners. I know Tom Brady is not everybody's cup of tea, but I'm going to bring him up. Tom Brady built the legacy off winning because he took team friendly deals and was never ever probably until recently I don't even know I wouldn't even say until recently but for the majority of his career has always taken team-friendly deals he was never one to never really one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the National Football League agree or disagree agree okay and a lot of other pieces like that they took team-friendly deals Gronk could have been a like Rob Gronkowski could have got the tight end won money now, years ago, when that money was unheard of. But he took he, he kept it low. He kept he wanted to play with Brady. He wanted to keep winning championships. And I think Gronk has three or four rings.
1: Yeah, three or four now.
0: Three or four. I know he has fifteen. They have the one against Atlanta, so he has four. He has. Yep. You have this one, the one against Atlanta, the one against the Rams and this one, uh, the Tampa Bay one uh, 2021 he, he's got that he's winning. Gronk is a Hall of Fame.
1: He, right. he, he was going to retire because he was like Brady's my quarterback when he got traded to the Lions. They were like, hey, you got oh, traded to the Lions. To, yeah, there he was it. like, ah, I retire done. And they were like, OK, we're not going to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and that
0: goofy laugh of his uh, yeah, I mean that's how that happens. All right, Pete Carroll showed a failure to win, to, to be able to you know make smart decisions. Marshawn up the middle was the, was again. I get it, you know the Bill Belichick smart. The defense was good. You plan for you plan for the run against Marshawn, but it's Marshawn Lynch. It is beast mode in the most necessary of times. He is the variable in this. As I said earlier, you use him. All right. So now not only do people not have confidence in Pete Carroll and in and, and some instances want to get away for this just terrible decision, uh, you know, to do this and end up in, in that costly interception. But you're going to have to pay these people more now because, uh oh, we're not winning championships right now. You're not you know what I mean? This is a pay. This has become just a payday, essentially, for some of these players. I know that they want to win. But obviously, there's some dysfunction going on uh, amongst the team. And, you know, it, it's hard. I think many people expected them to maybe be back, bounce back. Not too long after that, nobody could have foreseen, uh, you know, the rise of the Panthers the following year, Atlanta, and Dallas, and Green Bay, all these teams. But for I mean, for Seattle, that was like it. I mean, at this point now. Right. This is going on to year f- four. And Russ is going to get paid. He's the franchise quarterback. Can I get paid too? <laughs> We're the Legion of boom. You know, our defenses, it, it legit has a name. Seattle's never been known for defense before, but Russ has got to get paid. He's the franchise guy.
1: As you're talking about it and just drawing comparisons, just I'm not comparing stats or anything like that. But don't you feel this was kind of a eighty-five Bears situation where the egos ran wild? And when you look at any great dynasty, egos are not that big in certain areas. Right. After yeah, that first, yeah. After that first win, guys like Sherman and everything else. This is a. I'm looking at the ages. They do not have a starter over the age of 28 on this team when they lost the super bowl wow that's really good uh so maybe it's that young wild ego thing much like what the 85 bears face where i want to be the face i want to be the face and i want to be the face and i want to get paid Was it a cam chancellor that signed some extension and then a year later wanted more money because somebody else got more money. So he felt like he needed more money. So at this point, the Eagles were the the egos were wild before. If they win, it's going to probably go absolutely crazy because Pete Carroll, I put it on Pete Carroll. I don't think Pete Carroll could control the egos. Where no,
0: Belichick, right? Belichick was a disciplinarian. Where Pete Carroll was team friendly, uh, one of the boys type of thing. Like you know, it, it, it's just the vibe I got from mm-hmm. from that squad. Player friendly, players coach kind of guy, and yeah, he wasn't the disciplinarian. And I don't know. It was a chance. It was literally. A, it was really a chance to prove that you know you don't have to be a disciplinarian for. You know, shit to work for a dynasty to kind of be something, but
1: Maybe they got to do the do the Belichick thing. What? What? You want more money? You're going to Cleveland. <laughs> You're going to Detroit
0: <laughs> now. Oh, I know, right now. Looking at that after that Super Bowl, you lose. Mm-hmm. Do we think that you know, with all these things you know coming into play? confidence in pete carroll maybe guys taking team-friendly deals that they eventually maybe reach the super bowl again is it do you do you see any window for that possibly because i'm not sure when some of these guys started to drop off at but again they, they every year they seem to lose one major piece
1: i think it's the ego thing i think they all want more money and that's when it starts falling apart either way I think it kind of goes down the same way, but it gets worse. I think these guys get louder than what they are. And possibly they do not make it. (laughs) I'm not saying they, maybe they do beat the Panthers, but I don't really see a whole lot because this team was loud before. Now you win again the head gets bigger you just you just keep on pumping and pumping and pumping guys like richard sherman Ken chancellor earl thomas maybe they i think they probably still fall off either way but i think maybe it's a little bit worse right because that confidence that egotistical manner p carroll not being a guy that can Rein you back in is going to get a lot worse than what it is. You know, there's no. I didn't hear Pete Carroll at their you know parade speech going no days off like Belichick was chanting. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's that's the thing. Is this uh, player friendly? I don't even know. Is there an example of a dynasty with a player friendly coach?
0: I can't well, think of, I really can't think of one. I, I really can't, you know, um, I mean,
1: maybe if the Rams start winning again,
0: the Rams possibly I would, I, yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, I know, uh, McVay's pretty cool and all of the team, but I'm not sure really where hit, you know, the extent of his disciplinary and tough guy things. Um, you know, where that line goes to, but you think back, right? We had the Patriots for 20 years, Belichick, a disciplinarian. You think back to the Cowboys. All right. You think back to the Cowboys, which was almost a dynasty. Jimmy Johnson ruined that a bit, but for half a decade, it was a dynasty. All right. Jimmy Johnson was a tough, no nonsense guy. He got excited. He was passionate when they won, you know, uh, but he was, you know what I mean? But he wasn't, he wasn't a player first guy, you know, didn't come off like that.
1: talking about the hurricanes doing all the crazy stuff and all he said is people will only do what you allow them to do
0: right so yeah so there's that you know i i wasn't around for the 49ers dynasty with walsh and uh, uh walsh Seifer. just got
1: rid of you what well, well that's the thing i think Seifer was more of a players or walsh's guys so
0: it led to the undoing i got it
1: but I just don't I don't see P. Carroll being able to rein everything back in to say, okay, guys, we did two. Let's work to get three. I think it's okay, guys. We got two. Let's celebrate. Let's have fun. Let's still keep things loose, where keep things loose, but you also kind of gotta you, you gotta get some type of work back in there. New year. I I hate to say the whole thing. New year, new team type mentality.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It it really was, I mean, a a loss, just, I don't know, just an opportunity. Like it's crazy really how much that one moment just derailed everything. It, it, it did. It, It truly did. You know, Russ, what well, you know, Russ got paid again. Russ got paid more. Everybody else couldn't. They couldn't either. A, couldn't be afforded or B, didn't want to, you know, B, didn't want to be there. And mm-hmm. they left. And and honestly, Seattle has been in shambles since. I remember for the longest time, you know, there's this movement of bandwagon fans there. And listen, there, there is a diehard contingency of Seattle Seahawks fans. I am not taking away from that. But everywhere you look, there were Seahawks fans and they were like proud. They were boasting. They were loud as hell on social media, and now you don't see them anymore. You do really don't see that group anymore. The more level-headed fans, the, the the passionate, caring fans are still there, but man, the shit-talking Seahawk twelfth man fans that were there for the long—they're not like they're like non-existent. It it all it, over the le- since that Super Bowl loss, it has been—you can hear a pin drop when it comes to that crowd, and it's 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 insane. It, it, it's insane how. F- fast that th- that that machine just dropped off like that
1: i forgot about this when i was looking at the 2015 seahawks zeo blair blair walsh that trip yes to to even play the panthers they almost lost to teddy bridgewater and the vikings and it was only by a missed field goal so they were I still think the downfall, it, win or lose, they're going down.
0: Maybe it's I delayed. Think it,
1: I, I just feel uh, Pete Carroll just can't wrangle anything in. I mean, oh, he was VP of football operations, so.
0: He was making or, some important decisions, right? Yeah.
1: So I and I don't think Pete Carroll is that guy that should be making those decisions. It looks like he still is.
0: You know, and that's, that's yes. important. That's, that's where, you know, very few can kind of pull that off. Right. Like Belichick did, to my understanding, like he had that like general managership, ship, uh, you know, type role within the, you know, within the, the team, Andy mm-hmm. Reed's done that. Uh, he's taken, I know that the chiefs have a GM and stuff, but, but Andy Reed, all things kind of, you know, come, come and go through Andy Reed. He knows what he wants in his football team. He's earned that right. Pete Carroll (laughs) really hasn't earned that, 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 you know, power that, you know, it, it was, he was certainly on track to maybe do that, but like that. You know, like when Bill O'Brien was GM and head coach, it's a conflict of interest and you have to have checks and balances within your organization really uh, to be successful. And when those checks and balances aren't in place, things tend to happen in the wrong way if the right person is in charge.
1: Yeah, so pretty much he was he's been that way since he was hired. In 2010 Right, was his first season. And it, other than the, it's that climb, there was the climb up there. They got Russell Wilson two years after he got hired and they started doing good. And I just, I see the downfall. Like, like I said, I, I just see the downfall happening in 2015 either way, because I think,
0: I think it goes a couple of years later than that. I don't think that they go back to back to back to back to back or whatever. Mm-hmm but I still think there's room for things to happen. Yeah. It was just, there's a ticket, I guess in a, in a sense, it wasn't ticking time, Bob.
1: Yeah. Cause 2000. Yeah. Af- oh no. It was. Yeah. It was after the super bowl. That's when they traded for Max Unger. Okay. Now or traded away. Max Unger for Jimmy Graham. I don't think that trade happens.
0: Which is like wild, but, but you're right. You know, all the assets that, that truly left, you know, how loaded was that team in 2015 and how stripped down as it look, Has it looked in 2022, right? Like it's, it was always something it was okay. Their defense right there, that linebacker, the linebackers, defensive backs, uh, their pass rush was decent. All that stuff slowly waning away. And they haven't really been able to fill that gap, right? It's been, for a point in the 2020 season, they were the worst ranked offense or excuse me, worst ranked defense for, I think, three quarters of the season. They were the historic. They were historically the, one of the worst defenses of all time. The Seahawks were offensively. Right. You have that Max Unger at center. You have pieces like that. He had some pretty decent weapons. Right. Doug Baldwin was there. I think, Golden Tate, at- I, think I think Golden Tate
1: was- he left after the burst Super so Bowl. Did he, okay well yeah all right so, but you could but they didn't pay him
0: right you know and understandably so there's a lot and the, again the offensive line it, all that stuff you know comes into play and it all, all slowly disappeared and those are the biggest holes in that team right now um you know and now your quarterback's gone for you know just things aren't just working fresh start one of those things so so ticking time bomb i think that's what we're going to rule this one as um I think it happened maybe a couple years later before it implodes but I guess in a sense it did slowly start to unfold a couple years after that Super Bowl. But I think the biggest thing is a lot of Hall of Fame and legacy stuff for a lot of those individual superstars. It it does it it does you know affect all that, you know. I I think Russ needs to win at least one more to be first ballot. Right, I'm not sure where he where he stands in like passing yards records and, and all that stuff where all time passing yard stuff touchdowns. I'm not sure where he stands at that. I just know the eye test. He's a really really good quarterback. You know, again, no MVPs, no MVP votes. Maybe one MVP vote his entire career. That all that stuff all comes into play, um, especially when you're in this era where, you know, and he he's you know he's been one of the top. Quarterbacks in this era, but he's never really gotten that. I mean, he, he'll get the Pro Bowl nods, you know, the, the Pro Bowl votes and stuff that all comes into play. But, um, you know, in an era where quarterback is everything when it comes to MVP and to, to be really limited in that regard, that's dude, that's a tough break.
1: Look at uh, look at Troy Aikman, If he doesn't win those three Super Bowl, he's he, he's not in, right? He's not in, and I. We'll jump up and down for Troy Aikman, but he doesn't win three Super Bowls. He's not in. And you look at Russ's NFL awards, Walter Payton, man of the year, second team, all pro 2019, nine-time Pro Bowl. But do Pro Bowls even really matter anymore?
0: They do. I think you have to have at least one to be considered. I think. But But overall, no, Pro Bowls don't matter because it's fan voting and, and fans go to names not really you know they NFL pass names not performing guys so
1: NFL passing leader 2015 NFL passing touchdown leader 2017 and the Bart Star Award in 2022 which is uh best oh it's character and leadership on on and off our on and off the field type. Yeah, deal.
0: he did deserve that. He was he still stuck around and helped out when he was hurt. So, but but yeah. So I think that pretty much sums up this episode. Uh, what we had the you know all the things that could have changed. You know, from this thing, two Super Bowls, it would have been huge, especially for Russ. You defeat you, Russ, the Seahawks, Pete Carroll, everybody. You beat Peyton Manning in the historically greatest offense of all time. One of the best offense of all time in that 2013 Broncos team, and the following year you defeat, you know, at that point, I think at that point still people had Tom Brady is one is one of the greatest of all time, but oh, a you know a three times a uh, three time Super Bowl champion at that point, you would you would have beaten him and Belichick and in, in the dynasty and, I mean, shoot, that might have put an end to the dynasty, maybe. Oh, they, you know what? They were pretty much unfazed by Super Bowl losses.
1: The, but maybe that probably hurts. i think it hurts them more than what it is
0: yeah because at that point they wouldn't have won the super bowl in over a decade
1: yeah and malcolm it made malcolm butler
0: that i dude's mean still malcolm, paid. that dude's still getting paid for that play he just yeah. went back to the patriots this year he just got signed by the patriots again i again.
1: get so scared when patriots sign old players yeah that didn't do anything on other teams and then they just go and explode
0: yeah it's usually what happens, but um, yeah, it might have, it, who knows? It might have hurt the Patriots because they were right back in the fold. They went to like
1: the next three, right?
0: Three, so they did. Yeah, so forty. No, they didn't go to fifty. They oh, they didn't 50. go to fifty. They were in the AFC Championship game in su-
1: for the Super Bowl Fifty
0: year, but they went to forty-nine, fifty-one, fifty-two against the Eagles.
1: Next year 50, against the Rams,
0: three against the Rams. They went four times in five years.
1: And that solidified it. That solidified it.
0: Yeah. So that, Yeah. Holy shit. But. All right. That is it for this one, Andrew. Thank you, my man, for joining me as always. Yeah. That was fun. Uh, do you have an idea what you, we're going to do for next week?
1: Yeah, I want to because of the Steve Young thing, you got me thinking. And we kind of already did something like this, but. I think it's one of the things that most people miss out of the game. And we're going to go with if Roger Craig didn't fumble in the 1990 NFC championship game.
0: Mm, Okay. So we've done Ernest Biner. Now we're going to take a look at Roger Craig. Intriguing. All Mm. right. Well, there you have it. Something to look forward to next week. Of course, we have plenty of stuff to talk about this week. Uh, That's a wrap. Thank you so much. And on behalf of Andrew and I, till next time, the two point conversation is good. 2019. 2019. Hey! Three three. Yeah,